go. Hi, Travis and Taya with Keeper Collars. Here with a good friend of mine, Big D himself, Cooper. Somebody who I've admired and watched work with dogs ever since I was a kid. Someone that I've learned a lot about dog behavior with. Tell them about yourself, a little bit of your background and where you're... Uh, where you started with with dog training. Oh Lord, you're gonna go back that I far? I am, I am. Cooper and Big D's dog training, small to tall, we train them all. If you go back to the dog training that I started out with, uh, back in the day, Dad said I couldn't have a dog, so when my sister bought me a dog, I had to figure out how to train it. And so I went through looking at every book, every, I went to the library, talked to the librarian, and she ordered some books in for me in order to train with, so that was the beginning side of it. Um, then went from just the overall working field dogs with some friends of ours, coon hunting dogs with my dad's neighbors and friends, to the obedience side, going through a bunch of dog classes and whatnot to, to train my own dog that I saved up a ton of money for to train. And then going from there to college, to military, to service dogs, to the search and rescue stuff now, and, and just the behavior stuff as that goes on. I mean, just, just tons of, I mean, if you really, there's just so much information of, of the training side that I can't do it in, in just a quick snapshot. I mean, that's like throwing me under the spotlight. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, as far as the background goes, it's extensive, to be honest. One of the biggest things that you and I agree with is dogs are dogs. They're not people. They're not fur babies. They are dogs. They derive from wolves. Yep. So I always like to take things from training and try and figure out how does this relate to something that would be in a wolf pack. Like going for a walk. Well, how does that relate to something that's in a wolf pack? It's a hunt. Yep. It's simulating a hunt. Yep. You're the alpha, you're leading the hunt. You're the alpha, you're leading your dog in a walk. You know, the, the hard part though, is when you talk about alpha designation when it comes to dogs in the human world, the human wants to humanize their pet, that it's their buddy and their buddy's out going for a walk and they, they can't tie the two in the hunting scenario together or who's the leader, who's the follower. And if you look at how the dog structure works out, you're going to have two leaders in the pack, it's going to be a male and a female leader, and you're, you're going to have, all the rest of them are going to be beta animals. Mm -hmm. So when you look at just even the overall walking a dog, a person, well, my dog doesn't like to walk with me, that's why it's pulling. It has nothing to do with why it's pulling. Um, when you're looking at the overall understanding of the pack mentality, when the pack goes to a destination, they either go to a find, they go to a kill, they're looking for a territory, checking out territory, they're establishing that territory area where they have food, water, and dimming area. Then they repeat. And then if something comes into asterisk during that time, well, the mother, the female of the, the group will starve out the females so that they don't come into asterisk. The male will starve out and fight the males so that they become weak so you don't have the breeding situation. So the, the overall pack scenario when a person brings a dog home, their family-oriented structure is my fur baby loves me because I feed it, I come home, it's wagging its tail and it's happy to see me. Well, most of that wagging its tail is I'm happy that the turtle act didn't get you while you were gone. So when we look at the overall discussion of, of our dogs and what they do in the pack, there's a lot of similarities pack-wise, but they don't have that same understanding that we put on them human-wise. Um, we'll humanize the dog and say, well, the dog misses me. Does it or doesn't it? Well, yeah, because the pack structure has been broken when you're not yes. there. Now the pack's holding. Now the pack's holding. 
a lot of that goes into just like what you've always talked about, just relating how the pack structure relates to our home structure. Right. So, yeah, you just put put down that point even farther of how we can take little things that we do at home and relate it to how a wolf pack. But the hard part, like I said, is when you talk to a person about relating that home experience to what the dog's doing, you have to break it down to an understanding of even more rudimentary of where the human is structurally versus our communication skill. Our communication skill has become verbal. Our communication skill has has had our tactical side reduced in the activities that we do. The dog's world is still hugely hugely tactical and visual, posturing, um, their autonomic Most skill. humans have no idea right. that, that anything about posturing or how to angle and approach. Yep. And their autonomic skills. Your shoulders. Correct. You know, I'll watch your, you guys in, in presentation. The game fair is a great experience where a person, um, a gentleman, oftentimes will stand tall because he is doing the, the chicken thing. Okay. They're puffing out their feathers to be bigger. It's the same thing when you see the hair go up on a dog's back. So the dog looks at that posturing and goes, okay, do I want to address this or do I want to be back away from this or do I want to just let this be? Dogs go through that in milliseconds. Okay? And you'll have a dog that when a person approaches the dog goes, oh, they hide behind their owner. Well, that dog is unsure, but their relationship to the human being is not the same. Well, I want my dog to pet that person or that person to pet my dog. Well, the dog's not thinking those types of things. So there's a whole different dynamics when it comes to dog behavior and human understanding. Now, we also have a lot of tools that we use to help us act more like the animals in the pack. So for example, we've got our prong collars here that simulate mom's touch. Yep. They're simulating the alpha or even the betas. Well, how they would train them. Mm -hmm. I, you know what, I'd like to add to your, your statement. You'll go, it stimulates mom's touch or the alpha or the beta. If you look at dogs and their general communication, whether they be alpha, beta, or adolescent, they're always using their mouths for things, whether it be licking or biting. Okay? So that touch sensation is a mechanism of understanding that they've already had. The human being wants to bait treat as their mechanism, or because of information that's out there marketing-wise, harness information, leash collar information, e-collar information, but none of it has the communication as a regular bite from the mother. Yep. You know, you'll watch me walk up to a puppy and I grab from the back of the neck and they squeeze. Okay. I tell people, I'm emulating mom's pressure on the back of the neck. If you look at the keeper collar and how it's strategically designed, no aggressive pressure on the throat, which no dog attacks a throat unless they're trying to kill it, or take its dominant series away. So you look at the positioning of how the, the collar is designed in reference to do that. So when you talk about it, taking the bite the, and the expression like the mother's bite, it's it's truer than most people think. And when people watch it work or they're scared of the teeth or they're scared of the prongs, and the prongs have abso absolutely no resistance to the average dog. Now you put it on the dog and the dog flails. Well, guess what? That dog has learned that the flailing behavior, whether it be a prong collar or a leash collar or, or a harness, has gotten their owner to stop. So they make it as a test. Yep. So 
even if you look at two puppies in the litter, one will flail, and flail away from another puppy. Why? Because that's it worked once. It worked once. So they learn the arsenal of things to try and use in order to, to, to uh, try to get their point across or try to get away from something or do the flight lead response of something that in the wild would keep them safe. It's not, I'm afraid of it. They want to avoid that pressure because it keeps them safe. Or you'll see a person that goes, they put a collar on their dog and somebody raises their hand over it. Well, that dog had to be abused. 90% of the dogs were never abused. They're smart. Anything that flies over the top of it, that's prey. Okay? Let me avoid that prey coming down on me. So there's so much information that goes tactically differently than human. Um, one of the reasons why I promote keeper colors is because of the tactical difference. They, I can put it on a dog, emulate the mother's bite commercially. You know, the choke chains were designed, that pressure does the same thing, but it doesn't do it the same way. Yeah. You look it, at it puts a squeeze, but it, not right. the point. It doesn't it's it, not mom's touch. It's not mom's touch. So but it has, over the thousand years that it's been used, it has the functional ability to work the same. Except for people have used it incorrectly and it has damaged tracheas because of improper use of the tool. You look at even the flat collar. People walk through an area and have that dog choking in the flat collar. It's an improper use of the tool. Now you put a keeper on, the nice thing about the keeper collar is it helps by itself do the mother's touch commercially so the dog corrects itself and it doesn't do the damage. Plus it doesn't have the ability to, it's reduced ability for it to do anything to the trachea. Yeah. So it's one of the trachea protects the dog, communicates. Because it's not it's not about pain, it's about pressure. And it's not about about trying to um, eliminate it's about communication and just because you go blah 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 to your dog, the dog has no understanding of what that means. Now question about Leashes. leashes. Real quick. Okay. Now, good leash. There's lots of different good leashes out there. Now, as I talk about different things, the way they relate to the way it would be in a pack, I see a leash on a dog. Uh oh, a lot like that. Squeezing with the head here, squeezing the abdomen of the dog. How would that relate to a wolf pack? Okay. <laughs> You're going to throw me under the bus like that? I am. I am. No, but here's the thing. It would relate to a wolf pack that way. Ah. As an aggressive attack to kill the dog. Exactly. Okay? So if you look at it, any type of uh, dog going after the soft tissue or the belly of anything, mm -hmm. it's an aggressive attack to kill. But so you look at the... the, the, the the slip technique that people have used, they have gotten the belief that it works, but every single dog that they put that on has bruised intestines. Yes. Okay. And seriously, no. I, I did throw poop under the bus with that statement there. No, I was, I was no, having a little true. bit of fun, but I really see a lot of dogs out in events getting injured yep. by this. Yeah. It Please it. do not hurt your dogs by doing this. This isn't a training hack. Yeah. There are proper ways to train a dog and people like Poop can help you train your dog. Alright, well thank you very much. Good job, thank you. And I look forward to working with you for years to come. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, and Tam. And as always, remember, be the alpha of your own healthy pack. Yeah.